Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. I'm Christina. And I'm Steph. And we are your hosts. So this podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. And today we're going to chat a bit about peer pressure and student culture. But first, let's get to a little bit of an icebreaker. Steph, what is your Starbucks drink of choice? Okay, so I've been kind of alternating back and forth between two. Um, I am an absolute sucker for the lemonade refreshers. Oh, yeah. They're so good. So I used to always drink the the mango dragon fruit one. Mm. Um, but I would always get it with light ice and no berries. Ooh. And it wasn't this like pink color. It was just, it looked like a lemonade and it was real good. Then I had too many of them. And so now I've switched to the strawberry acai one, but also no berries, light ice. And that's the way to go. More drink. Oh. You don't get anything like stuck in the in the drink opening is way better that's so smart i've never got it with no berries but whenever i get uh, like an ice drink i always get light ice yeah because the ice like fills up like most of the cup yeah yeah um about you? I, I also love refreshers but it like depends on like my mood so if i want something like creamy then i go for like coffee but if i want something refreshing then i go for a refresher but um, I love me a good like caramel macchiato or a chai, like a chai latte. I've heard so many people order caramel macchiatos. I'm not a coffee person, nor am mm. I a hot drink person, but I just want to try it and see if like maybe, maybe it'll be the one thing that changes, right? Like maybe that's the final switching point, but I don't I know. Love- I don't know. I love caramel. Sometimes salted caramel is good, but I think that's seasonal. And also chestnut praline is so good. I Okay, my sister worked at Starbucks, so I got free drinks all the time. So I know about oh. like the different ones that are there. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so peer pressure and student culture. I feel like this is a really like, it can be like a serious thing. So mm-hmm. um, it's like a trigger warning if we get into anything that's like um, a little bit more of like on the heavier side of content, just to let you know, listeners, but this would be a useful episode if you'd like to listen. Mm-hmm. So Chris, what is peer pressure? Peer pressure. What's, what's going on? Like if someone is trying to get you to do something that you don't want to do, but you feel like you have to do it because they're pressuring you to, it's peers pressuring you (laughs) to do something. So that could be anything like drinking or going out, or I feel like that was, that's what's relevant to being in university. There's the stereotypical university culture of partying all the time and drinking and stuff like that but you don't have to be the stereotypical uni student to have parties and drinks like all the time and skips class and stuff like that obviously we're not going to promote that (laughs) no but um if you don't want to that's okay yeah I came to university and I didn't realize the culture that came with university because you know I came from a very like academics-based high school so everyone was just kind of like doing their own thing school-wise and I got here here for a program and I was like okay yeah we're just gonna do my school things and I had like a great group of friends and 
we didn't do a whole lot first year. We would go out to like a diner or, you know, go for walks. We would always go see the like winter festival, but it wasn't until like a little while in that I realized like, oh yeah, there's like a lot of people who are here to to party and and to make the most of their university experience in that way which mm-hmm. good on them if if that's if that's what they're going for but mm-hmm. I don't quite what I realized at first yeah no me too because like um for those of you listening me and Steph are 21 right you're 21 right you're I'm turning 21 no 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 oh your birthday hasn't passed yet no okay it's yeah. in like two fifty 15 days oh my gosh happy early birthday thank you (laughs) but um so we're of legal drinking age but I remember in first year I was 18 not legal drinking age right um and I was surprised by how many people were drinking um I didn't drink when I wasn't legal drinking age I didn't drink in high school either there were some parties but like I was a music kid so I wasn't part of that (laughs) that's exactly what happened to me here so because I have such a late birthday in November, um, I actually started university at 17. Mm, and my yeah. parents tried so hard to get me to stay back a year because I was 17, right? Like, that's such a big shock to be moving so far away and to be so young and everything like that. And I remember getting here and I was like, oh, you know, like, I'll find my group. I'll I'll be fine and whatnot. But my roommates were, were something. They were all underage. They were the sort of people who went out every single night who, you know, got themselves into bars and in not so great ways and everything. And I just remember going like, what, what is happening? Cause this was something mm. that never happened in my high school. I came from a very small town. Like we didn't have clubs. We didn't have bars really. Like if you wanted to go out, you were kind of going on like a late night drive and hanging out in like a Tim Hortons parking lot. Like that was <laughs> yeah. what we did, right? So I feel that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like you're you were you friends with your roommates or you're more like your group of friends was like outside of your my group of friends was outside, yeah. but it took me a while to actually find my group. I don't think I really connected with them until about January. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty late in. So for the first little while, I was kind of flying solo for a little bit. And so I would see my roommates and I would chat with them, but my roommates quickly turned sour. It wasn't like the greatest of um, environments. Like it it was a whole thing. Um, but I, I, I was kind of just hanging out with people in like the FYLP program and whatnot who had those common interests to me and So we would hang out like a little bit on the side, but I mean, for the first, first four months or something, that first fall term, I, I didn't have a group of friends that I went to and chatted with, texted with, hung out with all the time. Like I didn't find that till later on. But like, even if it took, sorry, even if it took four months, you still found your people. And I think like, if you're listening and you feel like you still haven't found your group of people yet, you'll always find a group. You'll always find your people that will be more like in line with the sort of values that you have and what you want to get out of your university career. Um, so if you feel like you're surrounded by people that 
are pressuring you to do things you don't want to do, you can always say no, or there's always a group that will make you feel more included and maybe even more safe sometimes. The other thing is like the group of friends that you find in the first year does not have to be the group of friends you hang out with forever. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Like I was very fortunate that the group I found, like we've kind of stuck together. We've had our ups and downs, but like we're still hanging out. We're still connected. Whereas my roommate, who was also hanging out with those people in first year, kind of went, yeah, you know, these these aren't really my people. And it wasn't until last year as an icebreaker that, like, she really connected with some other icebreakers. And now they're constantly hanging out, you know, they're on a dodgeball team together and everything. That's so like, cute. They're having a great time, but she really didn't find these people until third year. Mm -hmm. Right? So the who you find and who you hang out with in first year doesn't always have to continue forward mm -hmm. if that group isn't the best for you then it's okay to go find someone else or some other people that maybe you fit better with maybe they share more of your values and whatnot and you're gonna have a better time with ultimately mm -hmm. I think another thing is that it's it's hard to sort of like cut people off if there's bad blood or something like that um but I think you you got to do what's like good for you and your mental health. If being friends with some people is just bringing you down, then you need to surround yourself in an environment that will lift you up. Because I've been in a position where I have, I've had to cut off friends that were not benefiting my life at all. But I've like, and it felt like the hardest thing to do because sort of breaking up with a friend is really hard because it's different from like a romantic breakup, right? Because it's not like you can't, you can't say stuff like oh I don't I, I don't see a future with you the deal breakers I want kids and you don't that kind of thing right because it's different with friends but um like you just gotta make sure you do what's best for your for your mental health I'd say too. Mm -hmm. Have you? You don't have to answer this, mm -hmm. but have you ever been placed in a situation where you? felt like peer pressure from from a group um I was not a partier in first year but I was in the group of friends that were because um my roommate was seeing someone who was part of that group and they lived on my floor in my residence building and um so I would go over to their apartment sometimes I actually have a funny video where I was like in my room playing ukulele <laughs> as I did <laughs> And then they invited me to just like hang out. So I came with my ukulele. I'm sitting there in the corner. I'm wearing my little yellow sweater and I have my short hair. And it's like, I just like looked so out of place and I'm holding my ukulele and everyone was like drinking and playing pong. And I was like sitting there like, wow, I do not belong here. And then um, one of my friends offered me a drink. And, and and I felt like I had to because everyone there was drinking and I was like, oh, I'm the weird girl in the corner. Um, but I ended up saying no because I didn't want to because I don't know. I like I felt pressured to, but I was still able to say no because I, I, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. And to some extent, they were people that did still make me feel comfortable and they didn't shame me for not drinking. What about you? I... I did. It was homecoming of first year or something like that. My roommates were talking the whole week about how they were going to get up at seven in the morning 
start drinking and they were just gonna go the whole weekend I was on house council at the time so I had a pancake breakfast to host that morning and at this point they had kind of known me for a month they're like you never drink you never do anything fun like we're gonna wake you up at seven in the morning by banging on your door and we're not gonna let go until you take a shot and I was like whoa okay that's that's a lot that's a lot um so I told them like like guys like I really can't I have an event I don't want to do this I don't want to be drunk at seven in the morning my my parents were coming that afternoon too because I've mentioned before and I had a really bad first year so my parents were coming up every weekend to see me and like try and help me settle in so they were coming up that weekend they were going to pick me up after the pancake breakfast and and just so that I could have a weekend with them. And they were, they were pushing for it. They're like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. Like it's part of the the experience, you know, you got to, you got to like get dressed up and, and, and go out. And I said, I really don't want to. So they ended up listening in the end, but it was one of those things where I was like, oh, like, okay. I didn't realize mm that like people cared about this so much and that I wasn't partaking in homecoming and that's a big deal right Mm -hmm. I was just gonna go have a lovely weekend away because homecoming didn't mean anything to me I was an alumni I hadn't been at Laurier Mm -hmm. long so I was like you know what I'll just I'll head out I'll enjoy my weekend I had a great weekend I I got a new computer and I had a steak dinner I told all my friends that and they're like yeah I would have gladly done that instead of homecoming I said yeah mm. you should mm-hmm. like so. people have different values like in the same way that we prefer to be involved in locus and other clubs and stuff like that some people prefer to go out every night right and like to each their own but don't let people pressure you into doing what's not your thing right if you don't want mm-hmm. to so I know we both just kind of stood our ground to say no but like do you have any ideas of like how you could tell someone no like Mm. some strategies if you will well I think well sometimes it can be hard to say no because people will like berate you or think you're not cool if you don't want to go out and party and stuff like that I mean like sometimes like it actually took a couple of tries for my friends that lived on my floor to get me to come over because they would always knock on my door and be like you want to come and I was like I'm writing a paper or something like that, right? So sometimes I wasn't even doing anything, but I just made up an excuse like, oh, but I have an early class tomorrow or I I have this assignment that's due tonight. Um, something understandable, I guess. Like usually it should be okay for you to say no if you don't want to, but sometimes if it makes you feel safer, you can come up with an excuse like, it wasn't an excuse. It wasn't an excuse for you to say like your parents were coming up, right? But you could be like, I, I can't drink. I'm seeing my parents today, or something like that. Um, giving an excuse is is not a bad thing to do if it's something that makes you feel safer than just saying no. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people say don't lie, but I think there's certain scenarios where it's okay to. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're in a situation where you really feel uncomfortable it's okay to to maybe say a little white lie and say you know I have this this midterm coming up like I can't you know or my parents are coming up or whatever the case may be just that's that's okay if it's for your own 
your own benefit and your own protection. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've had um, with my roommates and whatnot, and I still, I still have it to this day. We change it every year. So it's different. Um, but we have a little code that we use back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, um, either with like my friends or roommates, usually we'll send like our location and whatnot, but we have one code word that if it comes up in a conversation, it comes up in text messages, comes up in a phone call. It is an absolute, like, get me out of this situation right now. I don't want to be here. Oh, that's so smart. Um, yeah. And so then whoever I texted will call me with a fake emergency, say like, you need to be home right now, like whatever the case may be so that I can say like, I'm so sorry, I have to go now, mm-hmm. right? If it's a party, if it's, um, you know, you're, you're put in a bad situation, you're with people you don't want to be with. It is a get out of jail free card every single time. Right. I haven't, luckily I haven't had to use it often, but we all know it, right. Mm -hmm. In case there is ever a situation where that does happen, we know what to look for and we know what to expect. So that's so smart. I mean, like I've kind of done something similar in the sense that like, um, (laughs) my friend's dog has died so many times, (laughs) right. Um, to get out of a situation, but I think also what would be smart is say you're at a party or something. And like you have a code like across the room to your to your roommate or something like let's go home. I think I think that one's smart as well. Yeah. I I think we had a hand signal at one time. I think it was maybe in like late first year. It wasn't second year because of the pandemic, or maybe early third year, one of those where it was like we had a hand signal that we could use mm. in a public place. It was, it was something very easy, like that you wouldn't quite expect. It was a little bit odd looking, but it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we ever used it, but like, it was something we talked about very early on just to make sure that we had it just in case. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still have friends who are like, text me when you get home, you know, yeah. make sure that you're letting me know when you're home and your home's safe, just so that. I know not to be worried, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people tend to do that nowadays, which is which is lovely. Like it's it's so good. Even even people that I'm not as close to are are still telling me like, let me know when you get home. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're walking in in pairs and whatnot or wherever we're going, it's always they just want that text message reassurance, and I think that's that's pretty useful, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think um, sharing your location also is not a bad thing to do, like with your roommates or something. Um, at first, I was always skeptical of sharing my location with people because I was like, I don't like, I don't know, it's not their business, whatever. But now I have a Life 360 circle with my friends. Do you know what Life 360 is? I've heard of it, but I haven't actually like implemented it. So it's like you can have everybody shares their location and you can like set certain locations where it gives a notification to people when you've like arrived at those locations oh okay. so I have that for my house so like it kind of like instead of saying like I'm home safe they'll just get the notification that I arrived at my house and they're like okay she's good kind of thing yeah. um, that's that's good because I always I've been in situations where I forget to text people after they tell me to text them I'm like I feel so bad but I'm I'm good I made it yeah um so yeah like like at first I was like 
why do they need to know blah 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 but like if it's for a safety thing I can get behind that so yeah um it's not a bad thing to have mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you have any other strategies that you can think of um I mean I it's not so much a strategy but just like sort of something to keep in mind is like always go with your gut feeling mm -hmm. like if you feel like something's off or you feel like something's a bad idea don't second guess that right because chances are you're right mm -hmm. and you really don't want to be kicking yourself the next morning going oh you know I wish I had done this instead or I wish I had followed what I thought and like initially and I think a lot of people say oh no 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 like it's fine it's fine like I'm gonna do it anyways but if you think it's a bad idea it probably is so yeah if you have to second guess it maybe don't do it <laughs> I kind of like this is kind of unrelated in a way but sometimes when I'm shopping um and I see something that I want to get but I'm second guessing it the fact that I'm second guessing it probably means that I don't actually need to buy it yeah so it's kind of like a similar sort of principle yeah uh, kind of buy I, in all walks of life you know yeah I also want to mention that um, sometimes people may offer you things, like a drink at a party or whatever. It doesn't always mean that they're forcing you. Maybe they just want you to feel included or think that you don't have a drink to drink. So they're like, oh, maybe they want something. Um, mm -hmm. So not everyone is evil or not everyone is bad. So sometimes people do just like want you to feel included. So surround yourself with the people that you feel okay saying no to or feel safe in that environment, even if you don't want to do some things. Yeah. And I think that's that's honestly such a big one is the amount of times I've come like empty handed over to a friend's place thinking that we were playing like some games on the switch. And then it's like, oh, let's turn let's let's play a drinking game or something. And I go, oh, well, I didn't bring anything and I have a test the next morning. It's like, do you want something? I said, no, no, no. Like, it's OK. Mm -hmm. But those are those are people that I've been close with for three years now, like. I know that they're not pressuring me. They're more so just giving me that opportunity. But mm -hmm. you really need to know the people that you're with first. And it's it's always okay to, you know, say no, even if you're just not sure. Mm -hmm. You know, people, most of the time, people aren't going to be offended on it. So, yeah. Plus, you shouldn't always have to explain the reasons why you don't drink or something. Mm -hmm. it, um so also if you're in a situation on the other side and someone is saying no, just respect it. They don't always have to explain themselves, right? I also want to talk mm -hmm. about how um, consent in the general sense. Um, I think we learn this in first year a lot and a week. They we kind of think like this will kind of drill this into your brain, which is very important. Um, but I think it's good to have a little reminder. So there's an acronym um, that we talk about with consent is golden called the acronym is FRIES. So it talks about how consent is freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. So those are the things sort of to remember when maybe you're in a situation where you want to say no, or you do want to say yes. Consent involves all of those things that are outlined in the acronym. I think that's just a good reminder to bring yeah. up. The one that I always hold on to is is like the reversible aspect. Like if you say yes at first, it's okay to go back and say no. 
mm-hmm. right? If you decide it's it's gone too far or, you know, you said yes to the first drink, but now they're offering you like two or three more. It's okay to say no, like I'm I'm good with just the one. Mm-hmm. And just just remembering that like it is okay to to switch, change your mind, change your opinion. It's 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 totally allowed to be reversible. So mm-hmm. yeah. And there are supports on campus if you want to go talk to um, someone from wellness or something, or even gendered and sexual violence prevention support. We can put those resources in the description of this episode, but um, there is a lot of help and support for you on campus if you do feel like you're in a situation where your consent is violated or you don't feel comfortable with peer pressuring and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So... I guess with all of that being said, is there anything we want to add before we go? I know we've kind of been saying our little words of wisdom the entire mm-hmm. episode. Is there like one takeaway that you that you've kind of had from from our little chit chat that you want to drive home? I think um I think it would be like just don't worry, you will find your group of people that make you feel comfortable, that make you feel safe. So you'll be able to do the things that you want to do without feeling pressured and all of that. You'll be able to say no if you don't want to do something. If you're surrounded by a good group of people, you'll find them. Snaps. Amazing. (laughs) I think mine would just be, you are the most important person. Mm. So you need to do whatever is best for yourself right? Whether that be a little white lie, whether that be, you know, changing your mind and you don't want to continue with this, whether that mean putting yourself, like taking yourself out of that situation and, you know, going to do something else instead, like all of those are totally okay because you're the most important person. And if, if you gotta be, if you, if you gotta leave your friends or or whatever the case may be, because you're in a bad situation, that's, that's totally fine. Oh, snaps. That's a really good one. Thank you. Thank you. Snaps. Um, so with that being said, that's kind of the end of our episode this week. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Instagram at Locus Laurier, uh, make sure to join our Discord. There's always a lot of fun events posted on there and lots of people chit-chatting. Um, but otherwise, until next time, stay golden, everyone. Bye. Bye.